So it's okay to be excited for God, right? I'll tell you what, when the Bulls won yesterday, when Derrick Rose pulled up and gave them this ear drop to win, right? I mean, I was just like, whoo, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose. I was just, I was really excited. I was, he graduated 2007, so I had to feel some black folks on that. Anyway, we can do that tonight for Jesus, amen? We can be excited for God because God came and died strong for all of us, so we can know Him, so we can worship Him, amen? Jose, come on up. We'll give it up for Jose. Come on. I just want to introduce one of my beloved brothers, Jose. Come on in, man. Loving God, loving people. If you don't have a man, Jose, great guy. Um, he is a CPS teacher. He loves Jesus. And today, he's going to be leading out the ice cream. So I want you to be on ice warm welcome as he comes and he talks about the ice cream. Come on, give it up, give it up, give it up. Like a wheelbarrow. 
Pepper video here. Come on. Lord is my shepherd. I had no kill now. Hey, but you get the point, right? So what's the first one? What is it? Second one? And the third one? Alright, so we're gonna have five people going this way. When it gets started, right? Hey, elevate! Elevate! Hey, you guys ready? <laughs> Are you ready, man? <laughs> 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 
you doing? That cost time. It's way too expensive. And if I ever get a date with a dime, I'm sending my representative. The version of Andy that's cropped and edited. I'm killing this first impression and I'm hiding the evidence. Yeah, photoshopping the blemishes. These lies of perfection are the cry of the desperate. Even the one accept this. Holding their breath. Dying a thousand deaths. Getting this beauty inside the mess. What else can you expect? We obsess over two of the numbers. Checking odds and comparing them to others like the number of likes and one status. I'm not supposed to raise a status, but this is madness. We want the trophy. All right, so we have like some average. So we can feel like the man. Hey, I wonder if there's anybody else. So weighted, you can tell by his demeanor That he's really jaded, trying to get out this arena He long for something greater, but they say he's just a dreamer But he is a treasure that he holds like gold Cause he knows something that the boys don't know Nothing seems funny when his money's so low But when he thinks about that place, man, he really wants to go Then he ain't all obsessed with the cash he can stick Cause he's looking Remembering the words the Lord to our futures, to whatever, God, that we would know that you are in control of our lives, for you are the giver of all good things. So, Lord, we trust you. We ask that you have your way in this service. Holy Spirit, move in power. We want more of you. And we ask this in your son's name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So come up as you give.
Mic test, one, two. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of y'all excited to worship the Lord Jesus? Now, that was weak, y'all. Come on now. Now, now, I know. Hold on a second. I know. I know. Some of us come in. Do y'all have school today? Tell me that. No school today. So much more reason for you guys to be excited, right? Look to your neighbor and say, are you excited? If not, get excited, right? We're the worship of God. I, I don't know about you guys, but my God, all right? Doesn't matter if I'm tired. I mean, he wants me to want to worship him, right? Right? It's the same way, like, if there's a young lady that you want to sing a love, love song to, you'll know you'll sing it to him. Like, that Trey songs, be like, what's up, girl? Like, but then we sing it to God, amen? Come on, and God wants you to sing. Doesn't matter if you sing, like, you know, who's the best singer out there right now? You sing like Miguel, right? You sing like, not this guy, Jonathan, right? Doesn't matter what you sound like. God is more, you know, he's really focused on your heart. So with all eyes closed in this place, come on, we're taking all the focus off from us. Well, God, we know that you're alive in this place. And God, we ask that you come into our town and worship, Lord. God, would you come and speak to our hearts as we worship you, God. Father, we pray for, for just, God, the shame to leave. Father, God, we pray for boldness to worship you how you're supposed to be worshipped in Jesus' name. We pray. Come on. You are, you are my feet. We lift you higher, 
lift you high and your love, your love, your love never ending. Oh, oh, oh. You are not in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. You are, you are that in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Oh, oh, oh. Lift your hands in this place. God, you're alive. You're alive. You're alive. We confess it with our heart. We confess it with our mouths, God. By faith, we believe that in this place, God, we're meeting with an all-powerful God. Oh, God, who rose again from the grave, that death could not hold you down. A God who does miracles. A God who is still able to do miracles in our midst. It's that God we worship in this place. Come on. It's that God we seek right now. It's that God we offer up our praise. We sing these songs to you, God. We proclaim it from our heart. Lord. We sing to you, Lord. We sing to you, God. Oh, Lord. We lift you up in this place, oh, God. God, I don't know what it is right now, but God, I just pray, Lord, that you just break past our, just God, our apathy, our laziness right now. God, you are wanting to do so much more in our hearts and in our lives, God. God, I pray for hungry hearts in this place. Come on. Come on, I pray for hungry hearts. Come on, we come against pride in Jesus' name. Come on, if you come in this place saying, man, I don't need God. I don't want to worship. That's not how I'm going to do it. Come on, you have the wrong attitude. God wants to touch your heart. God wants to move in your life, but you can't do things your way. Come on, this ain't Burger King. He's the king, and it's his way. It's his kingdom. God, we honor you. We adore you. We worship you. We, we fear you, Lord, in this place.
This next song is called Relentless, and it's basically talking about how God, He doesn't stop. Come on, despite some of us coming in here, maybe you don't feel like worshiping God. Maybe you're just like, maybe I want to worship God. And maybe you come from a different church. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you haven't been here in a long time. It doesn't matter who you are. I just ask you to put your guard down. Amen. Put your guard down. All right. For all the fellas in here, put your machismo down like I'm a guy. I don't want to. I mean, in the presence of a king, I mean, you're broken. You don't have anything put together. Ladies, it's the same way. You don't have it all. You're not well put. God, he, he loves taking broken things and putting them together. Amen. So all eyes closed in this place. Let's have a heart to heart with the Lord. God, we know that you don't stop loving us. And God, we want to worship like that. If you want to worship like that, just begin to say that out loud. Come on. Come on. I just encourage you to speak it out. Encourage your neighbor. God, I don't want to worship you, God. God, I want to worship you, God, because like, I, I am bold, because, God, you're with me. God, you're alive. Your love goes on 
want to draw closer let's just do that come on i want you to take a step forward if you're saying man i want more than what there is right now than just the words on the screen i want the presence of the lord come on step forward come on don't be shy come on take a step of faith if you want that if you don't want that you can stay wherever you are but if you want jesus come on that's where we're going
just take it away from you Oh, wherever I go I just can't get away from you Come on, tell them I just can't get away from you Come on, through the good and the bad Oh, I just can't get away from you Oh, through my problems, Lord I just can't get away from you Oh, through my sin, oh, through my sickness I just can't get away from you I just can't get away There's no hiding from you, God. There's no hiding, God. I can go to the highest mountain, Lord, and still you see me there. God, I can go to the lowest point on this earth, and God, you'll still see me there. There's no hiding from you. God, I pray for our hearts right now that are trying to hide from you, Lord. They're trying to run away, God. They're trying to ignore what you're trying to tell them. But not here tonight, God. Oh, let the running stop, says the Lord. I just can't get away from you. Come on, if you've been running from the Lord, come on, if you've been trying to run away from God, man, you've been trying to not come to church and maybe miss um, going to discipleship, maybe you miss going to life group, maybe you're trying to avoid your Christian friends when you go to school. Or maybe you're trying to avoid your leader when they're calling you and they're texting you. Or maybe they're Facebooking you. You're trying to ignore God. Man, you're just going right past whenever you see something of the Bible or God on Facebook. Just go really past it because you don't want any conviction. Come on. Conviction's good in this place. It brings you back to Jesus. And tonight we're coming back to your heart, Lord. Come on, if that's you, if you're trying to run away from God... But maybe some of your actions, but maybe some of your deeds. You've been trying to avoid talking to that one Christian person because you know they're going to challenge you. Come on. I just can't get away from you, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would convict hearts in this place. God, do what only you can do, God. It's not by words or by might that salvation comes, but by grace through your Son, Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, God, we ask that you pour out your power over hearts today, God. God, break the chains of fear. Come on. God, take away the shame and the guilt. Come on, if that's you, just lift your hands with me right now. Come on, let God take it away. All the shame, all the guilt, God. We've been ignoring you. We've been pushing call block, God, when you're trying to get a hold of us. God, we've been deleting you from our Facebook, God. We've just been ignoring you completely. And tonight, we come back. Come on. Tonight, we come back. Come on, in your own words, tell God. This is what you get a chance to do. Tell God, God, forgive me, God, because I've been ignoring you. You've been so good to me, Lord. Oh, I just can't get away from you. 
hardest thing to do. I want to love you, Lord. Yes, I want to love you, Lord. Yes, I want to love you, God. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength, I want to love you, Lord. Show us your glory for our families. Come on, for our workplaces. Come on, you guys know when you sing that particularly, when you sing, show me your glory to God. You know what you're asking, God? God, show me your essence. Show me who you are. Did you know that Moses, y'all heard the story of Moses, may have seen the cartoon movie of it, Moses in the Red Sea, right? Did you know that Moses, he got to a point where he had a relationship with God and he said, man, God, I want to see you. I want to know what you look like, God. And God told him, like, you can't see me because if you'd have looked full into me, you'd die. So he told Moses, listen, I'm going to pass by. And when I pass by, 
you can open your eyes and you can see my back. Because if you were to see my face, you'd die. Think about this. How great of a God he is that if we were to look at his face, God's face, we would die. So he told Moses, like, I'm going to pass you up. When I pass you up, you can look at my back. So Moses got to see Jesus' back, right? The New Testament tells us this. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know what I want us to pray for here? We sing songs and sometimes we don't know the where we're singing. Like, God, show me your glory. What is that? This is what we're going to pray for. And we're going to worship, pray. We're going to ask every person here, God, I want to see Jesus. Come on, God, I want to see Jesus. God, give me a revelation of Jesus. Come on. All eyes closed in this place. Come on, God may put an image in your head. Come on, God may just give you some words that are descriptive, that, you know, are going to cause you to think about him and his goodness. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So in this place, God, we ask for a revelation of Jesus. Oh, come on in this place. God, we ask for a revelation of Jesus Christ. God, we sing, show us your glory. But we ask for a revelation of Jesus, God, so that we can know how good you are, so that we can know how much you love us. God, so that we can know perfect peace. Can we, so that we can know, God, what it means to have a purpose. God, show us a revelation of Jesus Christ in this place. Come on. Come on, man. We ask in this place so much. We want to see Jesus. Oh, because we know that if we see Jesus, we'll never be the same. Come on. Come on, I dare somebody to pray that here tonight. Lord, we want to have a revelation of Jesus. We want to see Jesus in this place. We want to see Jesus lifted high. Come on.
God, we pray that this night, God, will be filled with your presence, God, with your glory, Lord. God, I ask that you break through hard hearts. God, if worship is an indicator of how our hearts are towards you right now, Father, I just pray that you break hard hearts. Father, we come against pride in Jesus' name. Come on, we come against doubt in Jesus' name. We come against fear in Jesus' name. You have no place here. Come on. Devil, you have no control in this place. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for this night, God, to be filled with revelation, to be filled with salvation, to be filled with grace, mercy, and truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, if somebody said, come on, give them a hand clap of praise. Come on. Amen. You guys can do me a favor quietly. You guys can make your way back to your seat for me, please. y'all ready for the word of the Lord this tonight? Amen? Come on! Man, I'll tell you what. I, I'll be very honest, as a, as a pastor, you know, it's not for myself. Um, it's not for me to make me feel better, but whenever there is a laziness, okay, laziness that's in the house, a laziness that comes, how many of you guys know laziness is never good? You're never blessed with laziness. You never look to the lazy person and say, man, I want to be more like him. Okay, you never look to him. He's a person in the class that the teacher is always constantly saying, man, you know what? Sit up, do your homework. The constant person that's always failing, the constant person who's always in detention, things of that sort. You never look to the lazy person as an example. And whenever it happens in the house, we always got to, you know, as far as ministers, SUMers, you and his, always want to address it in a place where you're like, man, you know what? We love you, want to encourage you. But I feel the need to bring this up because, um, want us to be passionate and I can't force you guys. I can't like shock you guys. I can't have tagers up there if I'm playing guitar and if you see someone standing, it's not like I'm going to pull it out and be like, ah, that's Jesus. No, it's not like that. I wish it can happen like that. Trust me, but it doesn't work like that. And, and so what God has in this place, he doesn't force on you. That's the kind of God we serve. He doesn't force you to have it, but there is, there are um, things going on in, in the spiritual realms that necessarily we don't have eyes to see, okay? We don't have eyes to see. And, and I don't, and I'm just trying to discern what's happening in this place. Like, for example, I don't necessarily see an angel right here, right? 
I, I don't see, you know, like a demon. Right? We, we don't kind of see that, right? Um, but you can discern different types of attitudes, different types of things. Um, and, and I got to want to share this. Laziness when it comes to your spirituality and going after God. God never blesses. He won't. He'll hold back that blessing. Okay? It's the same kind of principle that we have here. You know, you don't work, you don't eat. He never blesses laziness. As a matter of fact, he encourages you, Christians, to work. Okay? And you're not working for salvation. The Bible makes that clear to us. But when we come into the house of the Lord in times of worship, you know, there are certain kinds of postures, there are certain types of hearts that God blesses. And a lazy heart, he does not bless. And he gives plenty of examples, and I'll use one, and then we'll get into the word today. The one that he uses comes from Proverbs. And he, God puts it like this. You know, he uses the Proverbs, and he gives you the example of an ant. Let me ask you this question. Does anybody ever see ants in the wintertime? Where do they go? They get up on their spaceship and go to outer space. No, no, that doesn't happen like that. You know what I mean? You ever notice that if you're ever at a barbecue and you drop a piece of chicken, you leave it there, be like, oh, I'll pick it up later. You know, you come back five minutes later, there's a swarm of ants. You're like, whoa, what in the world? That's in the middle of the driveway. Where do these ants come from? There's like no grass. And I mean, they're swarming over that thing. Chicken and watermelon, doesn't matter what you drop. Food. You leave it there for a good enough amount of time, you're going to find ants, right? And not just one ant, but they're all over the thing. And then you follow the line, and you can see it like, oh, they're going, on, they're going underneath the ground. That's where they're at. And, and so the Bible gives the example of the ant. During the summertime, it goes and it gets all the food it needs so that when the wintertime comes up, it doesn't have to come up because it got all the food. Because in wintertime, you know, ants don't have thermo, right? They don't, they don't got like, you know, Columbia jackets, North Face. Like imagine the ant putting on a little mini North Face and be like, I'm about to get this food, I'll be back. It ain't working like that. So during the summertime, they're busy, hard-working creatures. And God made creation, you know, to, you know, prove that there is a God. But also to give us an example. God's not going to bless your laziness. He's not. And when it comes to the place of worship, it doesn't matter how you're feeling. I don't feel like worshiping. Man, your feelings will deceive you. Your heart will deceive you. The Bible says that the heart is wicked and above all, desperately wicked. Who can trust it? It says it in Jeremiah. The Bible says that about our own hearts. Well, I can trust in my own heart. Like, Man, I don't feel like worshiping right now. God understands. No, he doesn't. Hello? No, he doesn't. Because he wants you to understand his word and have faith in his word. Doesn't matter how you're feeling, man. I don't feel like going to church today. I don't feel like raising my hands. It doesn't matter how you're feeling on the inside. There is a truth that God gave for us that's true no matter how you're feeling. Hello. That when you worship God, when you're hungry and you're desperate, saying, God, I don't care how I feel, man, there's breakthrough. This bre- I'm telling you, some of us, our greatest breakthroughs come after our lowest moments. Man, you're going through hell. I mean, you have just been trying to love God, and, and no matter what you're doing, this and this and this keeps on happening, and it sucks, and you can't do it. 
and, and we just feel like giving up. The moment you feel like giving up, I tell you, there is a breakthrough. There is a grace. There is a strength that God is extending to you. But many of us trust our feelings, and your feelings are deceptive. What happens if I don't feel like serving God one day? To hell with my feelings. <laughs> I'm going to worship God. doesn't matter if I wake up and feel like, man, I don't want to serve God. Not, forget how I feel. This is his word. And you walk according to his word, not your feelings. And so I feel like giving an in-house rebuke correction. Don't go off of your feelings. Don't go off of your feelings. I'm telling you, you guys can encourage one another. Okay? I'm telling you, like, so many times that, you know, even in SU and Bible college, everybody went to Bible college. And they're studying God. So everybody knows about the Lord. And, and you're with fellow youth pastors from different cities, pastors, you know, people who serve in ministry. And you're just there worshiping. And I can't tell you how many, how, how much I was encouraged. My, you know, like the music stops and people are waiting for somebody else to say something or do something. And then someone just comes on up to the altar. I just remember this little old girl just coming up to the altar and just praying for souls. You know, at that point in time, we had a Mardi Gras outreach. And, uh, you know, the whole point of that is we go out to Mardi Gras, the biggest party in the United States. Huge. I mean, people go there to have a good time. But a lot of stuff that happens, it's a lot of drunkenness. Okay, it's a lot of perversion. It's a lot of adultery. All these things happening there. Fathers leave their families to do things they would never do on a day-to-day basis. Mothers leave their children and go and indulge in a week of pleasure. And the whole purpose of that is the day afterwards is Ash Wednesday. So many people are under the belief that they'll go and they'll have a fun time and maybe they'll do something that they'll regret. But the next day, Ash Wednesday, is when you can come and you can pray to God and say, God, forgive me. It doesn't work like that. You know, from the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. And, and a lot of things we say, like, man, God's going to forgive me. God's going to, that's okay if I do that. No, no, no. Check your heart. But I, I can remember, it was like maybe the third day, the fourth day in, and we're tired. I mean, this is what we do. We get there, and we have a little rally, okay? Um, the next day, we have a couple of meetings, and then afterwards, we're out preaching, 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 preaching. My first year there, I mean, the, that night, we probably went out. The next day in the morning, we went out. And so by the fourth day, you're just tired, okay? And I'm like, man, we're preaching the word of God. We're, we're out there on the streets walking. I mean, we're using our voice. People are rejecting us. And I just remember at the point in time, now SUM is a lot bigger, but when we were smaller, we were made out of a building. And the building was about maybe, as, maybe this big, like from that wall to that wall, from that wall um, to this wall. Okay, that one right there. And, and we're all in there. We're praying, and we're just waiting for the next person. Like, all right, what's the next thing? And this girl comes up, and she just gets to her knees and starts praying for people. You can tell she had no strength. He was just like, oh, God, would you use me? God, would you use me to speak to someone your word, God? Man, I tell you what, when, that, when, when she went up there, I was like, oh, man, that encouraged me so much. To say, man, to hell how I'm feeling, to hell my feet are hurting me. God, use me one more time. Because, God, if you can use me to talk to someone about Jesus Christ and if their life and they can give their life to you, God, it'll be worth it. That if someone can go to heaven and, and know you and, and, and know true love, God, it's worth it. 
Many of you are not called to ministry, but all of us are called to worship God. We're all called to worship God. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. You got to get to a point where you say, man, forget how I'm feeling. I'm worshiping God. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you that you're kind and you're gentle towards us. Your word says it's by your kindness that we're drawn to forgiveness. And God, you're so kind to us. God, we pray, Lord, that we would be bold, passionate in these times of worship. That we wouldn't allow our feelings, we wouldn't allow things that have happened to us throughout the day. God, determine how we'll worship you. We'll determine how much praise we'll give you, God. God, encourage us, correct us, and lead us to Jesus. And it's in his, in, in his name we pray. Amen. I want to talk to you today. The sermon title for today's message is, Can You Hear Me Now? Anybody ever seen that commercial where that guy goes around? What, what cell phone company is that? Verizon, right? He walks around, can you hear me now? And it's just like the weirdest things. Like, you know, he got so popular that he was in the Super Bowl. Can you hear me now? I'm like, man, I don't want to see you. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me now? And I want you guys to open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Bust out your Bibles. We're going to get into the Word of God. I like seeing it. You know, for me, I'm a visual person. I like looking at what I'm learning. Um, for some of you guys, you're more of a audible person. For some of you guys, you like to learn by, you know, using your hands. So if you like that, just get open up the Word of God. Um, see it, read it, listen to it. If you don't have it, we have it for you up here on the screen. Mark chapter 4, verse 9. And this is Jesus talking. He says this. And Jesus said, verse 9, is there? Yep. And Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I'll read it how it says it up here. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. You know, Jesus, he said a lot of great things. Okay. People were saved. People were healed from the words of Jesus Christ. See, in Jesus's words, there's power. Jesus wasn't any ordinary man. He was God. God walked the earth. You know, one of the days before, you know, I die, I want to make it a, a plan. I want to go to um, Jerusalem. Because I've heard some great stories that when you walk into places where Jesus walked, and, you know, they have, you know, these tour guys, and they tell you all about the things that Jesus did. And they say, man, this is probably the place where Jesus did this, where he cast out demons and the pigs fell over the, you know, the cliff. This is probably the place that, that isn't like, the Bible kind of comes to life. And, and, and as we read these stories of Jesus, we've got to understand something. When Jesus speaks, we're listening. Okay? Some of you guys may have it in your Bible as the red letter. And here we find it in Mark 4, verse 9. And Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. You know what Jesus is basically saying? Jesus knew that there were going to be people who wouldn't listen to him. People who would come in and be like, ah, Whatever. You know, I mean, you see it on a day to day basis. You go to school. Teacher says, all right, can you guys please stop talking and listen up? People are still talking, blah, 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 blah. Teacher says it again because he knows people are not going to listen. But he says, people, can you stop talking? Please focus. We're about to get in lesson. Blah, blah, blah. And get the last word out. Why do people do that? 
Why do people feel the urge to go against what someone with authority has to say? And Jesus, with all the authority in heaven and on earth, he says this remarkable statement. He says, then Jesus said, whoever has ears, let them hear. And now Jesus was talking to people. Now here's the funny part. People have ears. <laughs> Catch this. He's talking to people. And he's like, if y'all got ears, let them hear. Jesus knew there were going to be people totally missing what he was saying. Jesus knew there were going to be people like, well, whatever. In one ear, out the other, as my mom used to say. You know, clean your room. Clean your room. And about the fifth time when she gets aggressive and the belt's out, clean your room. Like, man, okay, okay. Like, why didn't we get it the first time? You know what I mean? Anybody here? Am I the only Hispanic that's ever had an upbringing like that? Then I must be weird and you guys must be saints. Because I don't know about you, but it took about four to five times. Bless my mother. I mean, she made it. She's alive. You know, but I'm telling you, it, it always in one ear, out the other. How many of you guys got that as a kid growing up? Like it goes in one ear, out the other. You know, I, I'm telling you, it seems like that. And Jesus kind of saying that. Hey, if you got ears, listen up. Uh, you got ears? Yeah, I got ears. You got ears? Yeah, I got ears. Who's he talking to? You know, numerous times Jesus is saying this and it's the equivalent of saying, hey, listen up. You know, Jesus is telling people to listen up and you know, it makes us realize how often we use our ears for other things, you know, jewelry, to hang up our glasses, to hold up our hats. But how many times do we use our ears for what it's made for? To listen. Okay. I'm going to give you guys four types of people that don't listen, and we're going to branch them out into four categories. Okay. Here's the thing. When Jesus talks, when Jesus talks, we should be listening. Okay. I'm going to give more of a teaching instead of like a preaching. So I'm going to break it down. I'm nice and slow. But we're going to use that passage, Mark 4, 9. And I'm going to give you guys four categories of people that don't listen. I'm going to break it up. And as I do this, I want you guys to do a self-examination. Check yourself, okay? This isn't the kind of sermon where you should be pointing like, that's that person over there. That person over there. You see Pastor Adam? They're on their Facebook right now. That's them. Uh huh. Oh, don't be looking like that's from my neighbor. Yeah, this is from my neighbor. That's my. No, no, this is. I want you guys to do a spiritual checkup. You know, it's a spiritual hearing checkup. And ask yourself, am I like that? Be real. Am I like that? Here's the first person immaturity. You know, people of all ages can have this problem. Immaturity is the inability to connect actions and consequences. The immature person doesn't get it. They can't make the connection between their choices and what comes because of those decisions. They need to discover the unbreakable law of cause and effect that God has established in the universe. Cause and effect. You do something, this is what happens. Hello? Right? If you've ever been on a horse and you ever had spurs on your feet and you go, yeah, that horse is not going to just stand still. Hello? Okay? That horse is about to get up and be gone, right? Cause and effect. Hello, right? If you take a Mentos and you put it in a Coke, right? What's going to happen? You're just going to have a minty drink? No. <laughs> Cause and effect. The immature person 
basically doesn't get the cause and effect. They do what they want to. And this person needs to discover the unbreakable law of cause and effect. A person who's immature, they frequently say, I'm going to beat the odds. You know, I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to get away with this. And they hit a brick wall and they just get disappointed in their decisions. You know, often painful experience is the only effective teacher to improve an immature person's hearing. It's hard. People who learn the hard way, the immature person, it's like, man, you know what? They just got to learn like that. There's nothing we can do. I done told that boy several times. I done told her several times that nothing's happening. And painful, painful experience. Yes, it, it'll teach you some things in life. How many of you guys ever learned through painful experiences? And I've learned and I've become more mature through it, right? Immaturity, like I can get away with this. I'm going to cut corners. Or boom. Dang. The immature person. How about this? Rebellion. My will, my thrill, you chill. Let's say that on the count of three. My will, my thrill, you chill. On the count of three. One, two, three. My will, my thrill, you chill. Let's try that one more time, but I don't want you to point at somebody. Here we go. My will, my thrill, you chill. Some of you are like, <laughs> my will, my thrill, you chill. You know, these are proud statements of someone who's rebellious, you know. No one's going to get in the way between of what I want to do and how I want to do it. This is what I want to do, and you back off. You ever meet somebody like that? Man, that is a dangerous attitude to have towards God. God, I don't want to pray. I've got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Pray, read my Bible, go to church. God, I'll hang out with the Christian girl. You know, I'll hang out with the Christian girl. You know, we'll have Bible studies and that'll be good. Okay. It ain't working like that. Fellas, like if ladies, if a fellow wants to have Bible studies with you, but doesn't want to come to church, you got to cut it off. Okay. You're not leading him to Christ. He's wanting something else. Okay. Hello. I'll be very honest. Hello. My will, my thrill, you chill. Very dangerous words to say to God. You know, rebels, they won't listen, and they try to cut off any attempts by others to help. They are stuck in overdrive, headed for a wall, and they don't care. But hardship and humiliation can make a rebel's heart attentive. You go through hard times. Hello? You're humiliated just a little bit. You can pay attention a little more. Why is it that those things are the remedies for these kind of people? Think about it. Someone who's rebellious, they just got to be humbled. You know? Let them go through hardship and realize, man, I can't do this. Here's another person. Woundedness. Ever been hurt by something that's pushed you into a corner and be like, I don't know, I can't trust, I'm hurt. It's more of a self-centered where you're looking at everything and it has to flow through how you feel. Woundedness. Hidden hurts close hearts and ears. Hello? Hidden hurts close hearts and ears. They can't hear because something happened that left unseen scars. 
Sometimes in a family or a church, thing happens that few know about. The person holds it all inside and drifts away. They're hurting, but don't bring it out and open. They can't listen to reason because all they hear is their hidden wound. And these people, they suffer through a lot. Okay? And if you're in this place and you have a hidden wound, something that hurts you, that you can't hear the voice of God, God wants to speak to your heart. But we're not going to deny the fact that, man, some of these things affect how you hear God. You've ever been mistreated. You've ever been done wrong. Something done against you. Or maybe it's something how you feel, how you see yourself. Man, I'm not good enough. Man, I'm not swollen enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not popular enough. I don't have enough friends. Think about it. Some of these things, we can be like, oh, well, I I don't deal with that. But someone does. And it affects how you hear God. Hello? You can't listen because all you hear is their hidden wound. God wants to set you free from that. There is a power that comes and separates you from that. There is a grace. There is a love. There is a restoration. There is a joy in Jesus. But you have to begin to trust. Trust is that first place, but it's often the scariest first step. I'm going to trust God. Oh, wait. Ever Anybody ever been to the deep end, right? I mean, you know, no one starts off in the deep end when you're like three or four. But everybody remembers that moment when you've been to the pool, the, the public park, and you're about to go to the deep end. They have you swim that test. I can remember plenty of times where, you know, I wasn't a, the best swimmer by any stretch. I remember there was a point in time where I slapped the water, but I made it. But I was so tired. There was one time where, like, okay, if you swim from this wall to this wall, you can go ahead and, and make it. You know, it was just like the, the width of the pool, and I'm like, okay, I got it. And I remember what I would do, I was trick them. I used to get in the water and push myself and hold my breath. and So I'd glide underneath the water like, please, let me make it, let me make it. And now to get up, I'm like, I can still see the wall. I'm like, oh. So I just stopped the water. There was one time where I made it one time and I held on. I'm like, oh, i got to catch my breath because I, I really wasn't swimming right. So I was exerting more, more energy. And then the lifeguard's like, hey, let go of the wall. Come back. Hurry up. And he saw I was trying to cheat. Like, just stay here. Let me catch my breath. And he wanted to see if I was a good swimmer. So I'm going. I did it again. And I'm, there was a point in time where I was just like slapping the water. I'm like, man, where is this wall at? I'm slapping. I'm like trying to swim and nothing's happening. And I remember I made it to the wall barely and I thought I was going to die. I was like, and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Did I pass? That's all right. So I remember I knew I was like, oh, this is scary. This is weird. And so there is a deep end. Here I was, you know, all of 18 years old. And um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like last week. <laughs> like here I am. I made it, guys. No, no. It's like I remember here, here I am. And it's like, holy smokes. Like it's deep. And, you know, when you jump in, you can gently feel the ground. But you jump in, you're like, where's the ground? And you're swimming forever up. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. <laughs> and this happened to me. And I remember it's like, whoa, that's deep. And I remember seeing like little kids smaller than me jump in to do somersaults. I'm like. Man, forget this. And I ran. And I remember I stopped and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. It's kind of like that. You know, giving your 
life to Christ and trust in him, especially when you're dealing with wounds. Because when you're wounded, you're, what's part that's wounded is trust. Right? And it's hard to build that back up, especially if that's wounded. That's the part where God wants to work in. There is no remedy to, to, to trusting. You just trust. You know? It's loving God. You can love God because before you ever loved him, he loved you. That's a good place to start. <laughs> before you, you can trust somebody, like, how do we know he loves me? Because before you ever loved him, he loved you. This is how we know what love is. That Christ laid down his life for us. Oh, before I ever wanted to give my life to Christ, he, he, won, he loved me, he died for me. I did it. Trusting God. Relationships. Peers could be the problem. How about this one? It's catchy. Peers in the ears block fears. Warnings we should hear and be afraid of don't register on our radar. You know, like a teen who feels the need for speed with a friend in the passenger seat shouting, go, go, go. There are many times we should be afraid. But we're more concerned about impressing our friends and the people around us. The person who can't hear from God is because they're more concerned with pleasing their friends and more concerned about what their friends will say about them. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. It'll get you to do things. You, I, I, I will never do that. Hey, you want to smoke this blunt? Man, I don't smoke. Oh, you scared? You scared? Oh, you scared? I ain't scared. Oh, you scared? Come on. Come on. He's scared. You know? And they, they bug you. And I mean, like, man, you know, I don't smoke. Oh, okay. Leave the baby girl alone. He's scared. He's scared. And over a period of time, man, you just don't like being called baby girl. You just don't like, man, I ain't scared. I ain't never scared. And you start singing a song. I ain't never scared. Let me get that. And there you are. I'm doing things I would have never done before. Peer pressure. Hello? I used to tell myself, I never get into peer pressure. That's stupid. And then I joined a baseball team where everybody played baseball and, you know, everybody you're cool with and you have these relationships with people and they're your friends, people you love and people you hang out with. And they're telling you, hey, dude, let's do this. And you're like, okay, maybe a little bit. And we're more concerned about impressing our friends and the people around us than really trusting God and living for him. You know, most of us, we can relate to one or two or more of these reasons. But Jesus is still telling you tonight, he who has ears, let him hear. You know, Jesus' words remind us he has spoken even when we're not listening. And his word is always ready when we're ready to use our ears for the design purpose to listen. Until we're willing to respond. Check this out. Until you're willing to respond, not just listen, right? Hey, go clean your room. Okay. You hear me? I heard you. Why are you still playing PlayStation? I heard you. You, you know how that works, right? You're not really responding. You're just, I heard you. You're still playing. Get up. I'll, I'll do it in a second. Go clean your room. I said I heard you. Hello? Until we're willing to respond to the truth he has for us, we're not really listening. Don't deceive yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Like, I, heard, I hear what God says. You know, sometimes we, we have these times of worship and we're singing. And, man, sometimes we have a word. You know, we believe in God still wants to speak to us, right? That's what I believe that through his word. And sometimes God uses people. 
you know, and, uh, you know, are, are we willing to respond? You know, you're not really listening until you're willing and responding to God. Let me ask you the question, how did you do with the hearing checkup? You know, if you realize that you're being influenced not to listen to the Lord, and it's one of these areas, there's some work to do. There's some work to do. Vinny, can you come on the keys? I'm about to get spiritual. Until we're willing to respond to the truth he has for us, we're not really listening. And some of you guys can be listening to the words I'm saying here tonight. When I heard Pastor Adam, I heard what he said, are you willing to respond? What does that mean? My mind, my will, my emotions, the totality of who I am is willing to respond to God. If in one of these voices it relates to you, I'm going to read them again. Immaturity. person who wants to do it their way, cut corners. Rebellion. My way or the highway. Woundedness. A hidden hurt that's closing your heart and your ears. And relationships. More concerned about impressing friends and the people around us. If this is an area where you can't hear from God because of these things, God wants you to come up here and respond. But he's not going to force you. If you're willing in this place, say, man, I want to respond to what God, God is saying to me. I don't want to be influenced by these things anymore. It's okay to admit it because at any one point in time, I've had to admit it. You know, I still admit, man, you know what, sometimes, you know, impressing people gets to me. I mean, sometimes like, ooh, and ow in the crowd of what I'm saying and what I'm doing impresses me. And I'm so concerned about how they're going to respond rather than what God is saying. I, I admit Relationships, yeah, that's me. I know God wants to work in my heart in that. Hello? Come on, what's what's stopping you from hearing God? I'm not gonna let that stop me anymore. I know God wants to heal my heart from that. I know God wants to come and speak to my life and change me. And I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna pray up here with you guys have to place yourselves in a position where God can speak to you. You have to be bold and say, God, no more the same. And we do things like, man, come on up here to the altar because it symbolizes you leaving your old ways and saying, God, I'm laying it down. That's what it is. And it's actually a little bit more frightening to come up here like people are going to know that I have something wrong with me. That's okay. God already knows. He already has your number. You're not trying to impress people here. If, if you're staying back because you don't want to make it look like you're not a bad person, that you're falling under relationships, you're trying to impress your friends and the people around you, trying to impress your leaders, come on, I'm going to leave this altar call open for everyone. Elders, deacons, 201ers, 101ers, anybody in this place who wants to come up here and pray. And I'm going to have Vinny on the keys and... He's just going to play some music. But this is what it's going to be. It's our heart responding back to God. You're not really listening until you're willing to respond. Anybody willing to respond in this place?
you stand to your feet with me, please? Come on. know that pastors they don't have it all together right leaders people in the church they don't necessarily have, we have it all together but we have a god who has it all together amen and we place our faith in him come on with all eyes closed in this place god we ask for faith we ask for the gift of faith god because we know that it's going to take some faith god to believe that we can overcome these things god Father, for the person who is dealing with immaturity, God, I pray, Lord, that they wouldn't have to go through that hard time before they can understand it. But, God, I pray for a grace that they can be able to respond to a message like this. He who has ears, let him hear. God, I pray for spiritual ears, God, to be able to receive your word, God. And it takes soil in their heart. God, we pray for the immature person. God, I pray, God, for the rebellious attitude, for the rebellious heart, God, that wants to do it their way, that is so bent on saying, man, forget what God is wanting me to do. I like it like this. God, I pray, Lord, that, God, they won't have to go through hard times as well. But, God, that you would break their hard heart in Jesus' name. Come on. I pray, God, that you would break their hard heart, that you would soften their heart, God, so that they can extend their hand. And, God, reach out to you, Lord. God, I pray for, for the wounded heart. I pray for the wounded person in this place, God. The hidden things, God, that we don't see, that they carry in their life, God, that affects them, that affects how they see, how they hear from you. God, we come against the enemy's schemes and the enemy's plans and the enemy's ways of trying to destroy that person's life. And God, we pray for a grace. God, we pray for forgiveness in Jesus' name that that person, that wounded person can begin to forgive those who have wounded them, God. That that wounded person, God, will be able to receive love into their heart. God, we pray for them tonight, Lord. Let your anointing come over them in Jesus' name. And God, we pray for the people focused on relationships. God, they can't really see you. They can't really please you because they're more concerned with pleasing their friend, with pleasing their neighbor. God, we want to please you. God, we pray for that heart, God, that's so consumed with the thoughts of people. And God, you said in your word that the heart is wicked and above all desperately evil and God we, we know these things so we pray God that you save us from those thoughts come on if I, if those are things you're struggling with come on we're about to release you to come on in for prayer whether you're a leader you're a first time visitor come on we're just gonna invite you to come up here in Jesus name God I pray for hard hearts to be broken God I pray for your touch, your Holy Spirit to lead them to the cross. And God, begin to open up their ears so they can hear you. In Jesus' name. Come on, if that's you, I want you to come up here. And I want you to begin to pour out your heart. Just pour out your heart. You don't have to shout it out. You don't have to scream. You can pray to yourself and you can say, Jesus, this is what it is. God, I'm the immature person. God, I'm the person dealing with rebellion. God, I'm the person who's so concerned with relationships. Come on and pray. God, I pray, Lord, 
that you would break the, the fear of man over my life, God. That you would break the fear of failure, God, over my life, Jesus. God, I pray for your healing touch in my life, God, that I could be more concerned about what you're telling me, Holy Spirit. Not concerned with what other people are telling me, God. God, I don't want to live my life based on the opinions of others. God, I want to live my life based off of your word and what you're saying. Come on, guys. I want you to pray as, as the band plays. Come on. Come on. Jesus. Jesus. I just want you to pour out your heart. Come on. If you need to get to your knees, get to your knees. If you don't know what to say, start with where you're at right now. Come on, God. I pray, God, this is the person that I am. This is the person that I've been over the times. God, heal my heart. Come on, there's healing in this place. Come on, there's restoration in this place. Jesus, we pray in your name.
touch the hearts of the lost, Lord. Father, in my workplace, Lord, in my daily life, Lord God, around my family, Lord, no shame, Lord God, for you, just as you had no shame for me. And I would display the same love unto others you have displayed unto me. that you would change my heart, God, that you would set me apart, Lord, that my aim wouldn't be to please man, but my aim would solely be to please you, God. Forgive me for putting things in front of you, God, for being misguided, Lord Jesus, for getting my priorities out of order. You are my goal, God. You are my prize. You are my first love. You are my everything, Lord Jesus. do it in me, God, that you would change my heart, you would renew my mind. Jesus, have your way in my life. Holy Spirit, make me so aware, so aware of the things that get me caught up in this life that that I put before you, God, for I don't want that. I don't desire those things. I desire you. So show me those things. Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way in me. Your name, Jesus. Give me a heart to love
fire in my life, Lord. I just pray that you set me on fire like I used to be, God. That's what I'm going to my first love, and it's not just about works, but it's about you, that you are my prize, God. I just pray that you refocus my life on you, Jesus. That you make it about you again in my life, that I make it about you, God. I'm sorry when I didn't make it about you, God. I'm sorry when I cared more about, about what that girl thought. I'm sorry when I cared more about what my boss would think. I'm sorry when I cared more about what my pastor would think. And I, because you are the prize, and I care about what you think.
just thank you, God, that you always allow us, God, just to look into our own hearts, oh God. And I just pray, God, and I ask so God that you forgive me, God. I repent for all the times that I cared no about what others think about me, oh God, oh. rather than what you thought, God. And God, I just repent, oh God, for whatever wound or hurting this, God, that allowed me not to hear what you were saying and not to hear what others were saying to me, oh God. I pray that you would humble me, oh God, that you would restore me, oh God. That you would use me for your glory, that all that I would care about and desire, God, would be to please you, to bring you glory, God, because you're worthy of it, God, because of everything you've done for me, God. God, I'm nobody without you, God. But I just thank you, God, that you're so kind, that you're so loving, oh God, and you're so faithful, Lord. And I pray that today, oh God, by faith, Lord, I, I, I know, God, by faith, God, that everything is broken off, God. That today is the start, oh God, for me to just walk in victory, God, in all those areas, oh God. And to listen and to actually respond to what you're saying. So God, I ask that you give me ears to hear, God. And that I would listen for my name when you call me, God. In Jesus' name I pray.
pretending that they're not there, Lord, and allowing them to yes, you to take that first step of trusting him. You can trust him because the Bible tells you that before you were born, he knew you. Come on. Before you loved him, he loved you first. This is why we love, because he first loved us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. God, we pray for hearts, God, for a complete change, a complete 180. We bless you. We say, have your way in our lives. God, we mean it when we say it. You can interrupt our day. You can interrupt our meals, God. You can interrupt us, Lord. We invite you and give you our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I want to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give somebody a high five. Come on, give them a hug. Let them know Jesus loves them and you do too. So grateful that you guys are here. Just a quick reminder for some of you guys. We do have Sunday morning service that we want to see your lovely faces. Come on out. So this Sunday we're having service at 10 a.m. Please join us. Of your love, of your grace, of your glorious name You are here 
reason why I'm alive. Your love is the reason why.